0: Hello, this is Nik from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 1st of June. India became the seventh most affected country in the world according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. According to it, India has 1,90,609 cases. However, the Union Health Ministry said that India's tally stands at 1,90,962 after a record daily jump of 8,392 new COVID-19 cases. The country also recorded 230 deaths in the last 24 hours, taking the overall casualties to 5,411 India now has 93,322 active cases. As many as 91,818 people have been discharged after undergoing treatment. The ICMR says that 38,37,207 samples have been tested so far. Of these, 1,180 samples were tested in the last 24 hours alone. The fifth stage of the lockdown with phased relaxations has begun today. The centre has extended the nationwide lockdown until June 30th in containment zones, but it has permitted restaurants, malls and religious places to reopen elsewhere from June 8. DCS Reddy, a scientist who heads the Research Group on Epidemiology and Surveillance, constituted by the Indian government's National Task Force for COVID-19, chaired by Niti Aayog member Vinod Paul, has said that the group was not consulted for extending or modifying the coronavirus lockdown. However, the priority task assigned by the task force to the group at the time of its formation on April 6 was to study the basis for lockdown or partial lockdown. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has said that India's invincible frontline workers are fighting an invisible enemy while expressing his confidence that they will defeat the coronavirus pandemic. The Prime Minister said that India has set up 22 more aims, adding that over the last five years, his government has been able to add over 30,000 seats in MBBS courses and 15,000 seats in medical post-graduation. Now, as much as we like to believe that our frontline health workers are invincible, the truth is that they are not. Not taking away from the fact that what they are doing for us is extraordinary, they are after all human beings and not heroes with superpowers. They are equally susceptible to the virus as much as any of us are. So when we hear stories like that of Dr. Rajkumar, a doctor at Ames who was expelled from the Resident Doctors Association after he raised concerns over the quality of N95 masks that were being provided to health workers there, we cannot but help question the Prime Minister's remarks. If you want to know more about Dr. Rajkumar's case and how a day after News18 reported the issue, the report was edited beyond recognition and Dr. Rajkumar was expelled, read Ayush's report on Newslaundry.com titled, What happened to News18's report on low-quality masks at Ames? Dear listeners, if you want to support us at News Laundry in our endeavour to bring you stories like this that you need to hear but you are unlikely to hear from most of mainstream media, I urge you to subscribe to us. Please note that we are a 100% ad-free news platform because we believe that media can only serve true public interest if it is independent. So head to our website, check out all the stuff we do and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. A new study by the Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR shows that four or more doses of hydroxychloroquine reduces the risk of coronavirus in healthcare workers. Hydroxychloroquine has been the subject of debate around the world. Even the World Health Organization has been cautious about its efficacy. Other countries that have allowed the use of hydroxychloroquine for COVID-19 with restrictions include the US, France, Brazil, Russia and South Korea. Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Singh Puri said that as many as 501 domestic flights carrying 44,593 passengers operated in the country on May thirty-first. Indian Navy's INS Jalashwa arrived in Sri Lanka to bring 700 Indian citizens back home. Also, an Air India flight carried 150 stranded Indian citizens to Bihar from Dubai. The Indian Railways, meanwhile, has begun its operations of 200 passenger trains today. Union Railways Minister Piyush Goyal on Sunday rejected all allegations of mismanagement in the operation of special trains for migrant workers. He added that there were congestions, delays and diversions only between May 20th and May 25th. However, what the minister conveniently seemed to ignore was the death of 80 people in Shamik trains last month. Several state governments announced relaxations on Sunday, a day after the centre launched the Unlock One phase of the lockdown. Maharashtra, the worst affected state in terms of COVID-19 cases, has recorded over 67,655 cases and more than 2,200 deaths, followed by Tamil Nadu with 22,333 cases and 173 deaths. The lockdown in Maharashtra has been extended until June 30th, with certain restrictions being removed in a phased manner. Maharashtra's Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre has said that final-year examinations for all colleges and universities in the state will be cancelled this year. All final-year students will be promoted based on their performances in the previous years or semesters. The government has allowed the shooting of films, television serials and digital series in non-containment areas in the latest phase of the lockdown. Shiv Sena leader Sanjay Rawat has claimed that the Namaste Trump event held in Ahmedabad in February was responsible for the spread of coronavirus in Gujarat as well as Mumbai and Delhi. He said, and I quote, the lockdown was imposed without any planning and now without any plan. The responsibility for lifting it has been left to the states. This chaos will further worsen the crisis, unquote. In Delhi, the tally now stands at 19,844 cases, with the death toll at 473. Delhi's Chief Minister Arvind K. Jewal has said that all shops can open now. He said barber shops and salons will be allowed to open in the capital, but spas will remain closed. Industries too can open during normal time, and the staggered time system is being cancelled. Delhi's borders, however, will remain sealed for one week. The chief minister said that there is no restriction on the number of passengers travelling in autos, e-rickshaws and other vehicles in Delhi. He added that there is no shortage of beds in hospitals in the national capital. The novel coronavirus has hit the Andhra Pradesh Secretariat with two government staff testing positive even as 105 fresh cases were added to the state, taking the overall count to 3,674, including 64 fatalities. Coronavirus cases in Jharkhand have risen to 349 with 5 deaths. Jharkhand Chief Minister Heman Soren has asked industries and corporate houses to support the state government in evacuating migrant workers from different parts of the country. Odisha recorded its highest single day spike with 156 new infections. With this, the state's tally is now at 2,104 with 7 fatalities. Nagaland has recorded 43 cases so far, with no deaths and no recoveries till now. The Nagaland government has removed the health department principal secretary, Menukhol John, after a person who was released from quarantine before his test results came in tested positive for coronavirus. The state government has ordered a judicial inquiry into the matter. Seven migrant workers who recently returned to Manipur have tested positive for coronavirus, taking the total number of cases in the state to 78, including 67 active cases. Assam has reported 23 new cases, and the state's tally is now at 1,384. 185 people have recovered, whereas active cases now stand at 1,192, including four deaths. Now for some international updates on the virus. The coronavirus has infected more than 6.16 million people and claimed over 371,000 lives around the world. Mass protests against police brutality and the killing of George Floyd have brought thousands of people onto the streets in cities across the United States. The protests are raising concerns about new coronavirus outbreaks in the country. Political leaders, physicians and public health experts have warned that the crowds could cause a surge in cases. While many political leaders have affirmed the right of protesters to express themselves, they have urged demonstrators to wear face masks and maintain social distancing both to protect themselves and to prevent further spread of the virus. More than 106,000 Americans have already died of COVID-19 and close to 1.9 million infections have been recorded in the country so far. People of colour have been particularly hard hit, with rates of hospitalizations and deaths among black Americans far exceeding those of whites. Some infectious disease experts were reassured by the fact that the protests were held outdoors, saying that the open-air setting could mitigate the risk of transmission. In addition, many demonstrators wore masks and they appeared in some places to be avoiding clustering too closely. Brazil has reported 16,409 new cases of coronavirus, taking the total number of infections in the country to 514,849. The country is behind the US when it comes to the number of cases. Brazil has moved into fourth in terms of deaths, with 29,314 fatalities. President Bolsonaro, who seems to be living in some alternate reality, has repeatedly dismissed the severity of the virus and continued to flout social distancing measures. On Sunday, he rode a horse to a rally calling for the Supreme Court to be shut down for investigating him. Russia has reported 9,035 new cases of COVID-19, taking the nation's total number of confirmed cases to 414,878 with 162 deaths, bringing the overall death toll from the virus to 4,855. On Saturday, Russian authorities approved the antiviral drug Avifavir, known generally as Favipiravir, which was developed in Japan in the late 1990s but was modified recently in Russia. The country will start using it to treat patients from 11th of June this year. A huge controversy has erupted in Cordoba in Spain. Prince Joachim of Belgium flew into the country on 24th of May, attended a party with 26 other people when he should have been in a 14-day quarantine period. He has now tested positive for coronavirus. In a letter released yesterday, he said, and I quote, I would like to apologise for not having respected all the quarantine measures during my trip. In these difficult moments, I did not intend to offend or disrespect anyone. I deeply regret my actions and accept the consequences. One of the worst-hit countries in Europe, Spain currently has 239,000 confirmed cases with 27,127 deaths. The President of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, shared an update about school reopenings. Schools in the country had been told to open their doors today. The Education Ministry, however, backed down at the last minute as teachers unions, school staff and governing associations pledged to defy the order. Changes to lockdown regulations today also include letting people outside for work, worship, exercise or shopping and allowing mines and factories to run at full capacity. The country has recorded over 33,000 cases with more than 700 deaths. Japan is considering reopening its borders to travellers from selected countries that have low levels of coronavirus infections as it begins to ease restrictions put in place earlier this year to control the outbreak. As schools, cinemas, sports clubs and department stores reopened in Tokyo on Monday, media have reported that the government is also planning to allow travellers in from Thailand, Vietnam, Australia and New Zealand in the coming months. However, there was no immediate comment from the Foreign Ministry. The country has recorded 16,804 infections with 886 deaths. Wuhan, the Chinese city of around 11 million people where COVID-19 pandemic began, reported no new asymptomatic cases on Sunday, according to Chinese health officials. State media Xinhua said that more than 60,000 nucleic acid tests were conducted on Sunday, finding no asymptomatic cases. Mainland China, however, reported 16 new cases on Sunday, the highest daily number in three weeks. All were reported as imported cases, 11 from Sichuan province, 3 from Inner Mongolia and 2 in Guangdong. Bangladesh lifted its coronavirus lockdown on Sunday, with millions heading back to work in densely populated cities and towns. This comes at a time when the country logged a record spike in deaths and new infections, with 2,545 new cases and a record 40 deaths on Sunday. Calling on those returning to work to wear masks and observe social distancing, Health Department spokesperson Nasima Sultana said, and I quote, The lockdown has been lifted and we are heading almost towards our regular life. Unquote. Bangladesh took an emergency pandemic loan from the International Monetary Fund on Friday. Now for some non-coronavirus news. The Punjab and Haryana High Court has ruled that the use of casteist words during a phone call away from public view does not amount to an offence under the SCSD Act. Justice Harnaresh Singh Gill passed the order on May 14th on a plea challenging the framing of charges against two persons from Kurukshetra who allegedly made casteist remarks over mobile phone against their village head. The judge said that merely uttering such wrong words in the absence of public view does not show any intention to humiliate the complainant who, besides being the sarpanch, also belongs to the scheduled caste community. The judge further added, and I quote, it would not thus, ipso facto, constitute acts of commission of offence which are capable of being taken cognizance under the SCST Act of 1989, unquote. The counsel for the petitioners had argued that the allegations made against the petitioners do not follow within the provisions of the Scheduled Castes and Scheduled Tribes Act of 1989, as the telephonic call is not in public view. Justice Gill, while allowing the plea, observed, and I quote again, To constitute the offence under the SCSD Act, it must be alleged that the accused intentionally insulted or intimidated with an intention to humiliate a member of a scheduled caste or scheduled tribe in any public place within public view." Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Have you seen the latest episode of TV News since yet? In the episode, Manisha looked at how Times Now covered the cyclone Amphan, or not? apart from Arnab Goswami's Tiddiki News. And by the way, Republic Bharat has a new guest with a unique name from Pakistan on whom Arnab has recently been unleashing all his frustrations all because of his name. I won't tell you what it is, so you must go and watch the episode. It also has a guest appearance from Abhinandan Sekri himself. Manisha also looked at the Indo-China border tensions and how that got covered by TV news. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. Do not forget to subscribe. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.